This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, to the Fast Break Podcast. This is the fourth installment of the Fast Break Podcast. I am Sean Anderson, and I am joined by Philip Bridges. And a special guest today, we have Ricky Widmer of the Onside Kick, the Primetime Podcast, and just the whole, he runs the show here at the Most Valuable Podcast. The boss is in. I don't know, you can take that however you want. Is it good? Is it bad? The The boss is in the building right now. The evaluations for the end of the year, guys. Are coming out fast and furious. I'm I'm yeah. trying to keep my job, so I will throw <laughs> Phil under the bus. I'm just trying to be the number one here. But today we're going to discuss some trades that we see happening, and mainly we're going to see we're going to talk about the Dwight Howard trade. And uh, there was a article yesterday that was put out by Chris Sheridan, a an NBA insider. He used to work for ESPN, and he talked about Dwight Howard is upset in Houston and how that the Houston Rockets might look to trade Dwight Howard. Uh, today, Dwight Howard said that he's not actively pursuing a trade, but now we're going to talk about should the Houston Rockets make a trade for Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard does have a player option for this year, so he can decline that player option and become a free agent this year. Chris Sheridan proposes uh, a trade between the Houston Rockets and the Miami Heat. One trade has Dwight going to Miami for basically Justice Winslow and Hassan Whiteside with other guys being thrown in for cap. Another trade has Dwight Howard, uh, KJ McDaniels, Sam Decker going to Miami, and Houston getting Justice Winslow and Hassan Whiteside, and then a little more cap guys. Do you guys think, should the Houston Rockets trade Dwight Howard? Yes. Yes. They should. And I mean, I feel like me and Phil are in agreement since we both said yes, but the thing I think about right away when it comes to Dwight Howard, think of the teams that he has been on in the recent past. Orlando, he started out there. Did they do good things? Yes, he got them to a finals. He got them to playoff runs. However, what happened? He at was the, he was at ups- the end he got upset and he wanted out of town. The thing is I like the thing I like about his Orlando move is that he wanted to be in a bigger market. He yeah, wanted to be well, with like the big stars. And plus yeah. Stan Van had the you know what, we're just going to jack threes and Dwight, you got to make your free throws, Dwight. <laughs> then in L.A., it's like he gets to the bigger market. And the spotlight and was too big. Out. Yeah, he, he fizzles was... out. And now in Houston, now is it all his fault? No, but the Rockets need to make a trade. Yes, the Rockets have to trade Dwight Howard. Look, at this point, you know, Dwight and the Rockets, they had a good relationship early on. They were winning. Everything was going fine. Dwight was kind of happy, whatever that means for Dwight. But at this point in time, you can see from how Dwight has been playing this year, hasn't been, you know, at his best. And he's he's at that age, 30, you know, after 30, you start derailing just a little bit as time goes on. He still probably has three or four good years in him. But at this point, I think the trade has to happen. He has the player option. You don't want to lose him for completely nothing. And at this point in time, you try to get as much as you can for him. I'm not sure what team is going to be willing to trade knowing that Dwight has the player option. Mm -hmm. That's the other fear. Because with the player option, Dwight's in total control. Unless he signs a contract as soon as he gets there, you have no idea what Dwight's going to do 
And that's the scary thing for teams that are going to trade for him. And that's why, if I'm Miami, I'm not sure if I'd trade for him, which was the team he was rumored to yeah, be going to. Yeah, and that's in the Sheridan article. And the thing I think of is, isn't it kind of funny that we're talking about, and the name of this podcast is, should the Houston Rockets tra- trade Dwight Howard? Because the thing I think of, and this is kind of playing devil's advocate to the whole everything this podcast is about, but to me, is Dwight Howard really the problem this time? I mean, if you look at his stats, in 32.4 minutes per game, he's throwing up at least 12 a night. To me, the biggest problem is James Harden and Ty Lawson, those two guys working together because we saw in the offseason they trade for Ty Lawson. Cool, they got a point guard. However, the beard needs the ball in his beard the entire time or else he doesn't know what to do. with It's like the Will Ferrell thing. What do I do with my hand? Like James Harden <laughs> without the ball is, what do I do with my hands? And he just starts putting them in front of his face because he doesn't know. And... To me, I feel like James Harden is more of the problem than Dwight Howard on this team. However, Dwight doesn't need the ball in his hands. Harden does. Harden's leading the team in points. We're not talking about that. We're talking about moving Dwight. Yeah, it's really, I mean, you bring up a good point. With it might be James Harden is the problem. But again, James Harden is a top 10 player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So you really don't want to move him for Dwight Howard. You'd rather keep Harden, who's the younger player, and keep him going. So if you're going to make the Dwight Howard move, what team are you going to trade him to, or what team will want Dwight Howard? The New Orleans Pelicans. That would be a team, I think, that would be an interesting fit for Dwight Howard with him and Anthony Davis together in that front court. I would be extremely interested to see how they would work together, and that would be probably the point of emphasis for everyone when they put the spotlight on them. Can they work together? Will they work together well? That being said, this Pelicans team, uh, not that great right now. But if you make the trade, you're banking on the idea that, hey, if we get him, we can find a way to convince him to stay with us for the long-term future, however long that is. But then the fear is, again, as time goes along, you wonder, hey, is he going to do his same antics, stays for a couple of years, Everything's going well, and then all of a sudden he's just not happy because Anthony Davis is becoming the best, one of the best players in the league. And that's mainly the issue that you would have long-term and then the issue you would have short-term with making that trade. Well, and I mean, the thing I think about with the Pelicans is, let's say, and I'm looking at the the trade machine that they had for this deal on an NBA article by ESPN staff writer Kevin Pelton. And in his trade machine, this is how the trade works for the Pelicans. The Pelicans give the Rockets Eric Gordon and Ryan Anderson, whereas the Pelicans would be getting Dwight Howard and McDaniels. The thing I think of right away, screw what the Rockets get, I don't care. It's all about Dwight Howard here. How are you going to make, like kind of what you said, Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard, who plays the five? Who plays the four? Do they play together? Is one coming off the bench while the other's in there? Do they kind of switch for each other? I kind of lean towards two things. It's either they switch for each other 
or Dwight's at the five, Anthony Davis is at the four. However, I lean towards that first option of you can't have both of them out there at the same time kind of a thing. The thing with Dwight is that he wants to be the star and the main focus. Anthony, Anthony Davis. Davis is your star. There's no question Exactly. About it. And you're, you're not, if you're going to say, hey, Dwight, we want you to be our sixth man, he might just tell you to go fuck off. Mm-hmm. Like, Dwight Howard has this ego that he is the number one player on the team, and he, he can take a team to a championship game, or to a championship. Yeah. Who is your team then? With my, that all being said. See, my team, and before I get into my team, I want to mention that earlier this week I was listening to, we're here in Chicago, I was listening to ESPN Chicago. And I want to say it was Carmen and Yurko. And one of the things that they said, it's like, if you look at Anthony Davis's stats, it's ridiculous that this guy is, this guy is too good to be on a six and 18 Pelicans team. Well, the thing is he started off terribly. Like people were like, oh, what happened to Anthony Davis? Mm -hmm. You know, he's, he's done. Like this is just such a huge shock. And now he's, you know, back at 23 and 10. See the team I'm, most interested to see maybe trade for Dwight is Boston. And the reason being, the reason why I say before I get into Pelton's trade machine is the first thing I think of is Boston's going to be a scary team. Boston to me is, they're one of those teams that's probably going to, I know it's still early in the season, but they're probably going to be one of those teams where it's like they get the eight, the seven, the six, but whoever they go up against. The Cavs, the Bulls, the Pacers, right now, those are the top three teams. They're going to give it a run for their money. It's kind of like, I want to say, oh, I can't, I think it was when the Bulls were, it was the Vinny Del Negro days. Yeah, yeah. those were some pretty good days. <laughs> but where we just limped into the playoffs at 500 and we gave a run for our money in that first playoff series as the eight seed. That's what Boston's going to be. And the one thing that would take them just over the margin, like over that eight seed and maybe get into the top five of the East, is get a, get a guy like Dwight Howard on your team because the trade machine that Pelton has is Boston would be giving up David Lee and Tyler Zeller. Two guys that I am totally fine giving up with. David Lee's a good player, However, he's one of those guys where it's like, well, okay, the Warriors won a championship with you, and then you were kind of expendable after the championship, and we're getting Dwight Howard. That's the bigger prize. Well, I think the thing with David Lee is he's the cap. He's going to mm-hmm. make what the, that trade pushed through. I mean, yeah. he, that, he was the trade to Boston because Golden State needed to sign Draymond, so they got rid of the cap. David Lee's a great, uh, you know, he's a David, decent player, David but Lee's it's a con- terrible contract yeah, that makes him. David Lee's a one-year, $15.4 million contract, whereas Dwight's a two-year, 22.3 mil. Yeah. And, I mean, you're getting, like, what, 17 for the, if you divided the Dwight one by two, it's 11. So there's a little bit more money going in favor to the Rockets. But, I mean, you look at the analysis on this trade machine, yeah, the Rockets lose five wins with this trade, but the Celtics gain two. And in the East, that could be enough to jump you from eight to five, eight to four. Even larger than that, because right now Boston's at the nine right now, but they're three and a half back from the first seed. Well, and I mean, you look at that right away. They're at three and a half right now. You Two wins right there. The Raptors, the Heat, 
and the Pacers are one and a half back. If we kind of, and I know I'm using games back as kind of like the model here, but those two wins, if that is true, jumps them from nine ten because technically they're ten on the standings, jumps them to five, which is better than eight where they were like I don't know two seconds ago while we're recording this yeah. podcast. Mm. But what do you think, Sean? Tell us what team you think is most intriguing. On this on this Peltzer, or Pelton uh, article that you've been talking about, it's not really what team really needs to make a move to, for Dwight Howard because I feel like we're so early on in the season, we just need to see how these teams pull away from each other. Cause Except e- for the Warriors, they've already done that. Well, I'm, I'm talking about the East yeah. mainly because the East is so compact. The most interesting trade he throws out there is Dwight Howard back to Orlando, which is just ridiculous for me to see. Why would he go back? Like, why mm-hmm. would I mean he doesn't get a choice because the Rockets, yeah, Rockets want to trade, trade him, him? But like, I just see that and go, why would he want to go back? I, I mean, it's ridiculous because he says I like the idea of Howard returning home to provide a de- defensive upgrade. But when you run it through the trade machine, they have Houston gaining two wins and mm-hmm. Orlando dropping three wins. So would Dwight to, to Orlando make sense for even just a personnel change? Because you're giving up Vucevic, who looks like a great young and up-and-coming player, but it's just, would you want to bring in Dwight Howard, who has already burned this franchise before? No, I wouldn't want to bring in Dwight Howard. He burned you once, and it's a good chance he's going to burn you again. I mean, Orlando, they have a nice little team down there, but is that going to really be enough to keep Dwight Howard there for essentially will be the rest of his good playing career. Well, I mean, if with Orlando, I mean, if he doesn't want to be there, he can just decline this player option. He could become a free agent and go anywhere. And so this might not even make sense for Orlando, but I'm just saying it seems very interesting that Dwight might be going back to Orlando when that's the place he was trying to escape. I mean, it, it would be an interesting deal, but there's realistically not a great chance that would even happen. For just a simple reason, it's Dwight Howard. You burn him once, burn him again. The player option, that's just going to hang over their head throughout the rest of the season. And it's not like getting Dwight Howard's going to win them the title. You know, that's the only way you really make that deal. If you think, hey, we get Dwight, that title's coming to us. That's not happening with Orlando, so that trade is not going to happen. There's one thing that, and I know that any trade that really happens may be a little differently, but looking at the trade machine that Pelton had up for the Magic, the where they're giving up Vujicic, um, Fry, and Jason Smith. Fry and Smith Captain. can go. Yeah, like, Captain. whatever. Captain. I, I don't care about those two because Fry in 16 minutes per game has only given me 5.2 points. Smith has only given me 5.2 in two less minutes. So it's like, okay, I can live without those. But Nikola, that's the one because he's given me almost 30 minutes per game, leading score at 15.6 points. And I know what you may be saying, but Ricky, Dwight will fill that shoe. The flip side to it is at least they don't have to give up Oladipo. They don't get, have to give up Peyton. They keep that young core However, I'd rather have Nikola than Howard because of what Phil said. He burnt, Dwight burned you once. Let him go. It's like that. It's kind of like the ex-girlfriend where you're oh. like, where you're kind of like, you know what? It's been a couple years. I think we can make it work again. And, and it never works. 
it never works. And then you go back and you go, now I remember why I hated her. Like, this is why I hated her. That's what this would be like. Pelton even says in this, but would Orlando really trade a 25-year-old center for a 30-year-old yeah. center? So it's it's very, it's more of just hopeful thinking that Dwight and Orlando can have this great marriage come back again. Like, oh, mom mm-hmm. and dad are getting back together, but <laughs> dad's a scumbag. Um, anyway, the whole thing that sparked this Dwight Howard thing was Chris Sheridan saying that Dwight doesn't want to be here. And then he's the one who brought up this Miami trade. And I want to talk about this Miami trade in general. He brought he, he used the trade machine as Pelton he's did as well. He's got two of them. He's got two trades, to my, both to Miami. The first one I want to get your thoughts on. Miami's going to get Dwight Howard, Montrez Harrell, and Jason Terry. Mm-hmm. Now, take out Terry because he's basically a cap dump. Yeah. Montrez Harrell. I believe he's a rookie out of Louisville, mm-hmm. and Dwight Howard is Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. So you're getting two players there. Houston would be getting Luol Deng, who's basically a cap dump now. Uh, Chris Anderson, Birdman, who is a complete cap dump. And then Justice Winslow, the rookie who they drafted 10th overall, and Hassan Whiteside, who has an expiring contract. He's thinking Hassan is not going to resign because he's an unrestricted free agent after this year, so they just want to get something for Hassan Whiteside. But you're also giving up Justice Winslow. Who wins this trade if trade number one goes through? The Rockets, of course, because the one thing that I kind of feel like I'm late to the party to throw this out that we have not thought about, the trade machine is nice, but the one thing it doesn't take into effect is draft picks. Oh, yeah. I feel like, and this is just me, I feel like in a Dwight Howard trade, Houston's going to say, yeah, all these players are nice. But we want to pick. We want somebody that we can kind of draft in the future. And to me, if I'm the Heat, I'm not going anywhere near this deal because everyone's saying, I know it's it was off season, and now we got to see him play a little bit. And he's shown flashes, but overall hasn't probably been the most impressive. But why would you take Justice Winslow, have him be... Everyone said he's the steal of the draft, but then trade him away for Dwight. Well, my first thought when I was looking at this trade, I was like, well, of course, the, you know, looking at this, the Heat would win the trade, Mm -hmm. you know, thinking, hey, you're going to get Dwight. He's going to somehow contribute. You might become a real contender in the East. You might get a shot at the finals if you could get past LeBron. But then I remember it's LeBron James. And it's that Cleveland Cavalier team. That's going to be a huge mountain to get over. So thinking about that, do you make the trade knowing there's a good chance you're not going to get to that summit and then risk getting burnt by Dwight Howard in the summer when he just decides, you know what, I'm going to opt out this Mm -hmm. team. I don't believe it can really win. This team is getting a bit too old. Nah. I, would, I wouldn't even say that Dwight Howard opts out because he doesn't believe in the team. I just believe that he wants to be the main focus. And if he goes to Miami, then you're going up against Dwayne Wade, the greatest Heat of all heat player of all time. Yeah, so you're not going to be the face. But I feel like the thing that kind of helps Dwight in that category is D. Wade's kind of like the the old man that's just trying to get another ring at this point. The knees are gone. He's not. He ain't what he used to be. Yeah, I know he's leading the Heat with 18 points per game, but let's be honest. 
D-Wade is D-Wade. He's not Flash. Well, D-Wade and Bosh have also worked out this before because well, mm-hmm. LeBron was the main focus point when LeBron and Wade and Bosh were all there. So they all have – Wade and Bosh have per- personalities that will include Howard. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be like they want to be the face. They just want to be a team. The thing is that I just feel Howard, he's been in Florida before and he did not like it. And he wants to be the face. He wants to be a part of this great team. But they want to say, hey, look at Dwight Howard. He led this team. And not, hey, look at this great team with Dwight Howard. I'm all for youth. And right now, Whiteside and Winslow are the youth. I say Miami, you keep them. Now, however, I'm going to play devil's advocate because I have to. If they get Dwight, the positive from it, D-Wade doesn't play in the post. Bosh, let's be honest, he's a stretch four. So he can go out towards the... He can play more stretch because you've got Dwight in the paint to be that focal point in the paint. And I mean... Whiteside is kind of right now it's Bosch the five, Whiteside at the four. You flip it and you put Bosch basically where he was when LeBron was on this team because you have the for sure guy who can play at the five. Well, hold on. Looking at these stats, looking at this year's stats, stats though, Hassan Whiteside and Dwight Howard are basically equal. Mm-hmm. Dwight's averaging 12 points per game and 11 rebounds per game. Hassan, 12 points per game, 10.5 rebounds per game. So you're like, basing it on stats alone, you're basically just switching players, and then you're losing Justice Winslow. Your big thing was losing Justice Winslow in this trade. Mm-hmm. What if you take out Justice Winslow and you put in draft picks? So you say you give up a future first and a future second. Would you be more like comfortable making that trade and keeping Winslow? Or do you want the developed player if you're Houston? Or the, not the developed player, but you're getting a pl- player that you know to you can me, get from. To me, for Houston, the biggest cog is not Winslow. To me, Winslow is more important to the Heat because he is your steal of the draft. I know stat-wise he's not having a great season, but guess what, Miami fans? He's going to come around. He is a good player. The he's big, also only 19, yeah, if I'm correct, that's, right? That's the that's biggest deep. cog for me in this trade when it comes to Houston is Whiteside. And the reason being, you have... The reason why Dwight Howard can be expendable here is Phil. They've got the they've got the center of the future in a guy when we when they drafted him, I was like, "Huh? Who who's Clint Capella?" <laughs> but he's the future. So I mean, you can get Whiteside, then you have Harold, you have three guys that can play the 4 and 5. And then you can just worry about what we're going to do with Harden and Lawson later. And with this, you look at the trade now, you think Houston wins this outright. I mean, they're going to get three. They're going to get a young core of players. They're getting rid of the crybaby, so to speak, in the locker room. Mm -hmm. And you really open yourself up to a pretty decent-looking future in terms of your team and where you're going to stand. And likewise for Miami— you know, you look at them, it's all about hope now. You hope you can convince Dwight Howard to say, you hope he can get you somewhere close to a championship. And that's why when I initially looked at it, I was all for Miami with this trade. I was like thinking, hey, they're contenders. They can really do something. And then I had to roll myself, hold myself back and say, let's be realistic about this. This is a bad trade. 
and this trade probably is not going to happen. And for anyone who thinks it will, it's going to take an awful lot of faith in Dwight Howard. And that's something we really haven't had in a while because, you know, ever since his best season, 2010-2011, where he averaged 22 points, 14 rebounds, two and a half blocks, he hasn't been that player. That player's gone. And as sad as it's to say, as it is to say, I don't think we're going to get that Dwight Howard back as much as we may hope. And I'm looking over. I'm looking at your cheat sheet, Phil. What do you have written hugely under those stats? You have two phrases written right under those stats. What are they? Ego and crybaby. And that's it. And I feel like we could talk trade until we're blue in the face with Dwight Howard, but it kind of comes down to one question. Now I don't mean to take your job here, Sean, but I feel like this is the definitive question with Dwight Howard is, is he a team player? Is he that player that you want? If you're a fan of the Miami Heat, do you want Dwight Howard on your team because he's going to make the team better? And I feel like how many times in this podcast so far we said, well, he wants to be the face of that team. Said it a lot. Great guys just go and say, hey, I'm going to be on this team and I'm going to play my ball, say whatever, be in whatever role that I have to be in, and we'll win games. No, he wants to be number one so badly. I mean, it works for guys like LeBron because, let's be honest, LeBron's the best player in the league. Dwight Howard's not the best player in the league. And when you're, it kind of goes back to what they used to say when he was on Stan Van Gundy's Magic. And this is the last thing I'll say. Big men need the ball fed to them. Guards and players like LeBron can do it on their own. Fair enough. Now, we'll get away from Dwight. We've okay. talked about him enough. There's a second trade that involves KJ McDaniels and Sam Decker. Same players. That, that's an interesting thing, and I want to throw this on you, Sean. Okay. We talked about Winslow. Talked about him. I said how he's valuable to the Heat. However... If Miami gets Sam Decker, does that make it okay? I feel like Sam Decker is going to be a complete bust. So I feel like Winslow. I feel like <laughs> well, he doesn't play defense. No, that's his biggest. I don't thing. think he's a good enough shooter to outmatch Winslow. I feel like Winslow's just going to be mm-hmm. ridiculously better than Sam Decker. Well, Winslow's got the tools, man. Yeah, I've, it's just like you're thinking. All right, rookie, rookie, and then there's also KJ McDaniel's mm-hmm. who has shown promise in Philly, but that's when he's on a terrible team and getting a ton of minutes. Mm-hmm. So KJ's an uh, interesting. You know, wrench that you throw in there, but I feel like it's still Houston getting the better end where you're getting Winslow and Whiteside, and especially if you can re-sign Whiteside, mm-hmm. that's the big thing right there. But getting away from that trade, okay. ESPN also had another insider article where they asked five questions, and we're only going to ask four of them. Okay, looking, keeping in the trade mindset in the East, what team needs to make a trade? The Knicks. What's that trade? Or what do you think? Why do they need to make the trade? Right away, I think, get rid of Melo. Because right now, with the Knicks, I feel like if you look at the standings, they're 12 and 14 at this point while we're recording this podcast. Five and a half out. So, I mean, yes, I know that Boston and Atlanta are ahead of them by two and two and a half before we get to the playoff teams. But if you're sitting, usually in the years past, it's, Oh, well, the fourth seed is five and a half back of the first place team. No, that's not the case this time in the East. And Porzingis has shown great promise. He's showed that, 
hey, maybe Phil Jackson wasn't off his rocker to draft this guy so early. And I'm sorry, Nick fans, Melo's not the answer. When you re-signed him, he's not the answer. He's not going to be the guy. Find someone that you can build around Porzingis. That's what I think with the Knicks. Phil, who do you think's got to make a trade in the East? In the East, um, I'd probably go with Boston. Uh, honestly, I I know we've talked about you know getting Dwight Howard earlier on. I don't think Dwight Howard is that person, but I think they do need to look for that that one player. That could just, I don't know how. They're going to be pray. scary, dude. The, oh, yeah. Marcus Smart's ridiculous. Oh, they are. Like, Boston's yeah. going to be scary good, man. They just need that one player who's going to just ignite them all the way. And whoever they go after, maybe they think Mellow's the guy. I don't know. Probably I don't think not. That, I, th- I think you need I think a big guy. You there. need a neat big guy. But, you know, crazier things that happen, general managers get big heads, think, hey. Boogie Cousins? Yeah, I was I was yeah. thinking, like, <laughs> I, the Howard trade makes sense because, you know, they need an inside force because Kelly Olenek is not a force inside. And don't forget about uh, Isaiah Thomas leading the team with 20 points per game. Uh, yeah, Isaiah Thomas is great, but I, Mar- I feel like Marcus Smart's going to be like your Paul Pierce. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Thomas might be the Ray Allen of that. You need a Kevin Garnett. Mm-hmm. Boogie Collins could bring that because he obviously, obviously has a similar attitude as KG did. Dwight Howard, also another big man. So you're thinking Celtics. I'm thinking Celtics. Now the Celtics aren't a bad idea because they need to make a move in some way mm-hmm. to you know separate themselves from the East. But a team that's kind of already separated themselves in a way is the number three seed in, in the Indiana Pacers. You don't have a big man. Your big man there is Jordan Hill. That's not going to get it done. So you might want to see, well, DeMarcus Cousins is out there. Dwight Howard is out there. He wouldn't be the main guy, and we know his hit big ego problem, but he's still a big man. Hassan Whiteside's even out there, and if you want to have him for a rental for a year, you can take that. I feel like Indiana, if they add a inside presence that they lost with Roy Hibbert, you know, when he just kind mm-hmm. of fell off the face of the earth, you need to add something that Paul George can rely on and add some scoring there. So if you're going to make that trade for Dwight Howard, who are you willing to give up? What players are you willing to part ways with in order to get Dwight Howard and are you willing to deal with what comes with Dwight Howard in the extra baggage with the ego with the crybaby with the I gotta be the man feed me more I feel like you don't really need Dwight Howard exactly you, I'm just saying Boogie Collins Dwight Howard a I'm big man throw in general two names okay how about and this was one for in the Pelton article they mentioned with Dwight, if he got traded to the Wizards, what if Indiana decided to go after maybe Gortat or uh, Watch Me Nene in uh, in Washington? I think he's done. <laughs> Nene, at least. This isn't like the 07 Nuggets here. More, more uh, Mar- Marcin Gortat. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to watch me Nene for I, a second. I like. Okay. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna make a trade for Gortat, who's a, he's kind he's kind of got some range there. He's gonna provide rebounds. If you're going to do that, you you just drafted Miles Turner. They mm-hmm. might see him as a young power forward. You could also just see, add and, in some uh, draft picks. They don't really have a lot of people they can trade, though. Cause... And the big thing for Miles Turner was mm-hmm. the big thing me and Brandon talked about last year when we were getting into the NBA draft is just his injury. He had the, I want to say it was the knee injury, yeah. coming into the NBA draft and only play only has played eight games this season thus far, 
And that's the thing with the Pacers. What are you going to give up? Because really, it's Paul George. I mean, you also have Paul Monty, George, Monty George Ellis. Hill. Yeah. That, that's the show. I mean, Monta Ellis isn't what he used to be with Dub Nation. Well, I mean, before they were Dub Nation. He was the only guy on that team, though. So, I mean, <laughs> if he puts up 33. And Curry, yeah, came, can, Curry yeah. came and said, no, no, this is my Dub Nation. Get out of here. <laughs> I just, I, I like Indiana's fit because they don't have a center mm-hmm. at but all. But do they need a center? I mean, uh, what if they, he go up against Cleveland. You have Kyrie, who's going to shut down George Hill or Monta Ellis. And then you have LeBron, who might shut down Paul George. Or they might just cancel each other out. You have Paul, uh, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Kevin Love down low. Who's going to stop Kevin Love? You have no one to stop Kevin Love. I'm going to throw out an interesting situation. This is just off the top yeah. of my head. I know this probably won't happen because it's interdivisional teams. Are you saying Taj Gibson? Taj. However, to get Taj, you got to take Derek too because that's the guy we're Ooh. looking to trade. Do the Pacers pull that trigger of, yeah, we need Taj? But the Bulls want to get rid of Derek, too. Because right now, the big trade talk with Chicago is Derek. But if we jump into that and get Derek, who are we going to get from Indiana? We, we're going to need George a Hill? George Hill, maybe? Because they're not going to give up Paul George. I don't know about we, George Hill, we can just right. We can just throw Paul George out the window because they wouldn't give it to us. Well, obviously. But I feel, <laughs> I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like if the Pacers even tie, and this is just speculation up the ass, but if they go for, like, a Taj Gibson from the Bulls, do the Bulls even say, well, no, you got to take Rose, too? Do they even push Rose, or do they say, no, we don't need to trade Rose? Is that all the media? That's kind of another thing to push into it. I think it might just be media with Rose. I'm not entirely Mm -hmm. sure with that. But to get back to the Pacers, what are they going to give up? I mean, that's the big thing. What are they going to give up? Draft picks. You can always give up draft picks. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at uh, the Celtics. Celtics still have that uh, yeah. draft picks from the Nets when well, they traded yeah, for the Nets Kevin Garnett. Stupidity. And, well, yeah, I mean, stupidity. It's stupidity now. <laughs> but what if they just they don't work out? Many, and what if the Pacers? Champs? Notice something about cocky Russians. I mean, Ro- Rocky <laughs> Four. He gets beat by Rocky. I watched that the other day. Beat Great. The I mean, the cocky Russians, that's how the Cold War yeah. ended because they were so cocky. Cocky Russian <laughs> in uh, Brooklyn. How many championships do you have, buddy? Uh, Glenn Robinson. Yeah. He was a, he was a second-round pick out of Michigan. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was he, he's not special. You can yeah, give up him. Yeah, but he's not going to be anything trade-worthy. I'm just saying. I'm thinking mm-hmm. young players in this. Um, I mean, if you want to give up Monta Ellis and you're, people are looking for a guard, you could always do that. Bring in someone big. The, I don't. The Pacers may be a team we look at towards the trade deadline because the thing with the Pacers is Paul George is young. Mm-hmm. So if you bring in a boogie and you sign boogie, then mm-hmm. giving up future draft picks, you're like, all right, we gave up draft picks for yeah. a top five center in the NBA. So the draft picks might not scare Larry Bird there. And the one thing you got to think of if, and this may be the last thing to bring us into the West because we got to talk about them too. But yeah. the thing that the Bulls, the Pacers, the Heat, the Raptors got to think about, we're recording this podcast on Wednesday. Guess who comes back tomorrow for Cleveland? Kyrie. Yeah. So right now it's only a game lead on the Bulls at this time, but Kyrie comes back, that could just catapult them into a run. Of course, anything can happen, but... Those teams, Pacers being one of them, got to think about that. Well, we already have a definitive one in the West, in Golden State. San Antonio is also up there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you got a, a definitive one and two in San Antonio and Golden State. Three through 
basically three from, let's say, Minnesota, still in contention. Maybe Minnesota's not in there. But what team in that bunch needs to make a trade to at least solidify their position in the West or make a move in the West? Well, if any team needs to make a move, you would think about, you probably say, um, if you're, I don't know, Denver, maybe you try to make a trade. Maybe you're looking for someone to help your team out and pushing forward. You're not sure what exactly, what piece you want, but you need anything at this point to say, hey, we want to establish ourselves as a team that wants to push forward into the playoffs. Because you have Moutier, and Moutier has been pretty good, pretty decent in his first year. You know, 10 points and five, five assists. And the thing about the Nuggets is they're sitting right now in eighth. at the eighth, and right now at this point in time, they're in shouting distance of seven. They're two back of the Grizzlies at six. Hell, I'd even say, um, what, two and a half back of Dallas at the five. That's shouting distance. So with a trade... You could move up, and I know you mentioned Moutier. I mean, they got um, Kenneth Fareed down there. The thing is with them, I'm thinking point guard. They got to be looking for a point guard. Maybe a Derrick Rose. We don't know. The (laughs) team I'm looking at is a team, of course, I look at the ones that when you say, like, who needs to trade, I immediately look who's underneath that, like, line. For Mm -hmm. the playoff standings, who's under that line? And I look at the Phoenix Suns because they're 13 and a half. They're a half game out of the eighth spot. I mean, you can throw the Jazz in there, too, because they're technically tied with the Nuggets right now while we're recording this podcast. But something about that Suns team where they make a trade and they're just able to catapult themselves into the playoff picture, and they're a team that may be looking to get rid of Tyson Chandler, maybe looking to get rid of Marquise Morris. Maybe they need, to me, they're a team that, I mean, we could have thrown them in with the Dwight Howard discussion because they're going to be in the market for a big man. My team in the West, I think you got to look at Sacramento and getting away from DeMarcus because, you know, DeMarcus is this young player that they can get a ton for and basically build their future around and DeMarcus obviously doesn't mm-hmm. want to be on the Kings anymore, as he said that a couple times. But getting away from Cousins, you also have Ben McLemore. And Utah, they're kind of struggling. They might want a shooter. I look at Ben McLemore, who's averaging 21 minutes per game. But he also has eight points, but he's also shooting a ridiculous 41% from three. So if you want a shooter, like a six-man that's coming to come off the bench and score like shooting-wise, you might want to look at Ben McLemore for any team that wants a shooter. Also... Uh, you mentioned that Mark Stein said that the Kings are going to trade Karan Butler. I was they actually said, just going to throw that out there because you were you're talking about Ben McLemore. I'd say, well, what about looking at a guy like Karan Butler? However, there's an article right now. Mark Stein of ESPN says the Kings have pledged, I quote, have pledged to Butler that they're going to trade him after Christmas to a team where he'll have a larger role. However, that team, the likely team, may be the Milwaukee Bucks, Butler's hometown team. So, And they're a team I wanted to say in the East, but I kind of thought that was a cop-out answer. Sorry, Buck fans. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and again, on the Kings, like their season's wasting away, and they have a mm-hmm. lot of 
players that are good, but there's just way too many. Like, they have Marco Bellinelli, who could help a team. They have Darren Collinson, who is behind Rajon Rondo in the lineup. Mm-hmm. But he's still averaging 13 points a game. <laughs> Rajon Rondo, he is... Scum. Where has he gone? Like, it's just... The, the years that he had in Boston to now, it's like, what have you done with yourself, young fella? Well, that's the thing, is he's... He's a complete scumbag for his, you know, yeah. mention remarks. Towards, yeah, remarks to, towards that ref. Mm-hmm. But this year he's kind of had a resurgence because he's averaging twelve a game, eleven point assists per game, and he's averaging six rebounds per game. So yeah, I mean, but then you've got the the slur against the ref. You've got a he got thrown out of a game in Mexico for staring down a ref. So I mean, you to me, Rondo. I don't even know about his stats because. To me, all I see is what kind of antics is he doing on the court with either talking to the ref, staring at the ref, um, just being an overall and then just bad player, I'm going to say. We also That's, know what happened uh, with the Mavericks with Rick Carlisle and how mm-hmm. they just completed bud heads. But what were you saying, Phil? The question is, yeah, he's had those incidents. That being said, if a team is really desperate, hey, you know, you'll deal with the whatever comes – with the uh, the extra baggage that comes with them, if you're dishing out 12 points and 11 assists, hey, if we need a point guard, come on on, come on over. And then let me just we'll throw take this. You. See, I disagree with that. I like, think the way I think of it, is, I don't want him. Like even though he has 12 points, I don't want him anywhere near my team because it's all about the attitude. And it's kind of like you throw the Dwight Howard thing in there. The one thing we talked about is. Because of his attitude, if he wants to be the guy, do I want him on my team? And for me with Rondo, yeah, 12 points is great, but what kind of a, what kind of a guy are you? Well, let me throw this yeah. out here. We've seen Rajon Rondo like succeed in Boston. Who's the backup point guard in Los Angeles? What if Chris Paul goes down? Do the Los Angeles Clippers try to make a move, reunite him with Doc Rivers, who we've seen him kind of you know be you know tamed, I guess. You also have Paul Pierce, who he's familiar with. Maybe that bringing him in as a backup, that might help as well. Is it manageable? That's the question. To me— He was manageable maybe, with Doc Rivers. Maybe that Boston. is the only Please. situation that works because of Doc. But I'm thinking of it more as, and maybe it's because my favorite team's the Bulls. If mm-hmm. the Bulls were looking for a point guard, I wouldn't want Rondo because I don't think Hoiberg could kind of uh, reel him in, could mm, make know. him manageable. Hoiberg. Doc Rivers may be the only one. Yeah, you Maybe Popovich, good. too, because he's just— He's got like some weird. Mm-hmm. He's the, the grandmaster. The the strange <laughs> powers of witches tree. He doesn't give a shit either. He's the emperor. <laughs> like, like, hey, come over play? to the dark side. Join me, win titles. <laughs> That's what Lamarcus is trying to yeah, do. Yeah, hey, whatever it takes. All right, so we 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 saw Lamarcus. Mm-hmm. You know, he left in free agency. Prominent player right there. Is there a prominent player that's going to be traded in before the trade deadline at the trade deadline? If there is going to be a prominent player, who's it going to be? Because we su- talked about Dwight, we talked about Demarcus. Is there? We talked about Melo a little bit. I want to say Melo. I okay. do. I I I'm going to say two. I'm sorry, I got to be this guy, but either Melo or Boogie. Boogie Cousins to me is going to get traded by the trade deadline because him and him and Carl are going to butt heads so bad to where it goes. Fine, we got to get rid of this guy, Melo. I maybe think it's because the Knicks are going to see, hey, you know what? We kind of got the future here in this Porzingis kid. We don't need Melo anymore. We can get rid of him. Maybe to a team that's trying to make a playoff push. 
and saying, hey, Melo, I know you got a no-trade clause, but you like the playoffs, right? We could give you the playoffs somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Thing is, who wants to deal with that contract? A team that desperately, maybe like, I want to say the Heat, but probably not the Heat. I don't think any of the Eastern Conference teams. No one's going to want to touch them in the East. The Pacers, maybe. No, that wouldn't wouldn't work with Paul George. Yeah, no no way. I'm trying to think. Denver? Does Denver bring them back? (laughs) Come back. We talked about Denver. Utah or Phoenix. A team that like. But see, the thing with that is I feel like for Melo, it's got to be a team that's already in the playoffs. Maybe like a Oklahoma City, but I don't mm, think he no. meshes well. There's no, See, that's yeah, the there's thing. no way that because Durant why, plays the three, and you can't put Durant at the four. That's why I want to lean more towards Boogie Cousins being that dominant, that prominent player that gets traded because of the clash with Coach Carl. If you take Boogie, where's Boogie going? Right. Maybe Indiana. They need a big guy. However, the question is, and Indiana fans, I want to hear this from you. Number one, do you you want Boogie? Number two, who do you trade for this big guy? (laughs) Because that's the biggest thing with Indiana. It's just, I write the like Joker question mark over the roster because I don't know who you give up because George is, George Hill doesn't get traded, I don't think. Paul George is an untouchable. Yeah. Who do you trade? And that's the thing. Do you give up the future for him? Phil, prominent player, who's a... For you. I, I honestly, I was going to say probably Dwight gets traded. I think they find a way to get rid of Dwight during this time. Does period. he go to Miami? Or does he go to team? Boston? Because you said Boston earlier. I did say Boston. That's the thing. I'm not, con- I can't give a concrete answer. I want to say he finds his way to Boston. I'm going to be that guy. Gut check time. Just what does your gut say? My gut, gut says he time. finds his way into the Celtics land, and he be, okay. becomes a Celtic. Does he succeed in Boston? <laughs> That's the better question. Gut check, go. Yes. Who is it? Yes. He finds he... a way to succeed in All Boston. Right. He's got the tools in Boston. Let's yeah. be honest. That team is ridiculous. Like, even though they're, like, just out of the playoffs, that team has the possibility to be scary good, man. Yeah. Uh, the, scary good. The prominent player that we haven't really brought up, and it's a team— person that fits the mold of, all right, we were talking about big mans. We're looking at the East. You mm-hmm. see 7 and 18 for Brooklyn. Brook Lopez, I mean, he's great defensively. He's averaging 19 a game. He has eight rebounds a, uh, eight rebounds a game. Brook Lopez might be moved. Maybe you push him to mm-hmm. a team like Indiana that wants a big man. And they just give up draft picks because that's what the Nets want to get back for giving their draft picks to Boston. Exactly. <laughs> So I mean, you might. Mess. Did me and you just mind meld there? I think we're. I think we're we, discussing we were, we were over telepathically. Yeah. Discuss, but yeah, that just like that's what came to my mind with that, and maybe Brooke Lopez maybe could be a character that a player character that as we get closer to that trade deadline, the worse and worse we, Brooklyn we, gets. Yeah. What are we seeing? And of course, Brooklyn loves to trade away draft picks, but can they get them? Can they get him back? That's Can Billy thing. King do the opposite of what he's been doing for years? And screwing that team to hell. All right. So we talked about prominent players. We talked about which teams might be, you know, in the market. We talked about kind of buyers and sellers. We saying that the East needs to get a little more separation before you could say something definitive. Mm-hmm. What is the one trade either, you know, 
possible or just absurd that you want to see happen. This doesn't have to be like, you know, Boogie going to Boston. Mellow to the Heat. Mellow to the Heat is the one that you want to see. Why? I just feel like if there's any team, like, he's not going to work in New York. That's, That's plain and simple. Porzingis is the future. However, with Miami, I just want to see how that team would work with the revised big three of Bosch, Wade, and Mello. Mello. Probably wouldn't work. However, it could because Bosch doesn't need the ball in his hand. Like, when I say ball in his hands, he doesn't bring the ball up. Wade, like I said, isn't flash anymore. Those knees are on the way out. They're more Derrick Rose knee than they were D. Wade flash knee. And Mello could bring the ball up for this Heat team. I mean, Gordon Dragic, Dragic then can't bring the ball up, but hey, Mello can. What's your one? T- I'm going to be very weird, and you guys are going to look at me like, what the hell, Phil? I, I, didn't, I, lo- I, didn't, say I it was real- I didn't say it was realistic. I said yeah. it could be out of the ordinary. I want Jeremy Lin in a Bulls uniform. Why? Exactly. I was thinking, <laughs> I think he was going to drop something like huge, like, you know, Kobe to the, Why? Kobe to the, the, the Warriors well, Kobe, or something. Kobe ain't getting traded. Well, that's a Kobe's thing. Not it's going like, to the bench? Well, I'm just saying, like, something out of the ordinary. I don't mm-hmm. think you're going to say Jeremy Lin. Yeah, I... It's something weird with he's me. He's still in the league? Yeah, yeah. he's on Charlotte. He's on Charlotte. <laughs> that, was, that was me being a joker there because no, he's kind of falling off the radar. I, I don't know. I just for Is some... that the thing that that we should have talked about in our Bulls podcast? <laughs> yeah. That Jeremy, Jeremy Lin, Lin is the key? Jeremy Lin is the key <laughs> to the Bulls resurgence. But why? Oh, like, to God. be the backup to Derek? Are you expecting the Bulls to trade Derek? Jeremy Lin, Ooh, 10 dude. points. Uh, two assists per game. So I mean, is he the answer? Is he what? Is he like, what Hoiberg's missing? And he's going to help us find <laughs> no, that it's identity. Just, it's the fact that you know, Jeremy Lin in a Bulls uniform, hearing him come through, and with the announcement, and from Palos Altos, California, Jeremy, Lin, and then it's just. But will just, he help us? Is, are, no, I'm not. I don't this, care. If I he, feel, this is one I of those like weird this ones. Just, this is just Phil like Jeremy He just wants Lin. him to drop 50 in like the UC. This is, this just, is like some weird like basketball fetish for, yeah, yeah, it's one of those, for Phil. Do you get off to Jeremy Lin? No. 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 We, we don't want to be thinking about that, but I've got, I actually worked out in the you trade You have a trade machine. that makes sense Please. and it's not just. That makes sense. It works, but will it happen? Probably not. However, it sends Carmelo Anthony to the Heat. The Heat. They only get Carmelo. That's the only person they get. Mm-hmm. The Knicks. This is a three a three team trade between the Heat, Knicks, and Pacers. The Heat get Melo. The Knicks get Luau Dang from the Heat, and then Monta Ellis and Stucky from the Pacers. And then the Pacers get Calderon from the Knicks and McRoberts and Birdman from the Heat. Wait, so the Pacers get fucked? The Pacers get screwed. Like, the, the, way, the, way, the way I was thinking this. Well, okay, okay. Here's the thing. Like, here's what I was thinking. And I go, okay, well, the Knicks, the Knicks will want some shooters. Well, the Pacers will give up Monta Ellis because he's expendable. Luau Dang, the Heat can give him up. Then I, like, Rodney Stuckey was the, I needed at least $6 million to give up. So the Pacers have to give him up in order to make it work. And we were talking big men. I mean, 
McRoberts and Anderson. <laughs> They're not the greatest. It's a complete cap dump for the the the, pa- the Pacers. The Pacers are, are actually, just getting cap. They're gaining money because I mean their players are worth seventeen point nine mil. The three players the Knicks are getting, they're actually losing cap. They have twenty seven point five. And then Mello in Miami is twenty two point nine. Here's the interesting part. The wins analysis, Miami gets a plus five, the Knicks get a minus five, and the Pacers get a minus two. See, maybe that works if the Pacers are getting two, fir- yeah, two first-round draft picks, but yeah. that's just straight up. It's just the Pacers getting fucked. Yes, <laughs> and all I said was it was successful. It worked. Right. Does it happen? No, but no, that's not, God, that's not the no. question. The question is, it, will it happen? The question is, what would you like to see happen? All right. Sorry, Indiana, I want the Bulls to beat you, so this helps us beat you. <laughs> my, my will it help us beat Miami? Probably not. Yeah. My trade also revolves around Carmelo. Okay. The Mavericks. Mm. All right. You have Dirk, not even on his last legs, but he's still old. You have Darren Williams, who's doing decently, but they don't have the star that can take over a game. Dirk's great, Mm -hmm. and he's been great, but what if Dirk starts to fall apart a bit? Darren Williams, he was supposed to be the answer in New Jersey, really fell off. He's doing decently with the Dallas, but, you know, they don't have that one guy. Carmelo, on the other hand, would add that. So you have Carmelo and Dirk with Darren Williams passing the ball off. You have Wesley Matthews to shoot the threes. But they lose Chandler Parsons, the guy that, you know, Cuban was, like, itching to get into Dallas. But in this trade, New York Knicks would get Parsons, Felton, and Justin Anderson. So you're getting – Felton's basically just capped out. Parsons, you're getting rid of Parsons. You know, that's 15 for two years. You know, he's a decent player. And then you have Justin Anderson, uh, who's just drafted from Virginia. So you're getting a young player there, and then Carmelo's going to go to Dallas. I think that trade would work for Dallas, and Dallas is going to get eight wins from that. And, you know, <laughs> New York's going to lose two. But I feel like that would work for Dallas, at least. And I think that's a decent trade for and Dallas. Dallas and Dallas gets like, mellow? Yeah, and I would like to see Dallas getting mellow. Why does Dallas need, does Dallas need Melo? I don't think they're going to be able. To, well, I mean, look at the West. Mm-hmm. You want to put out Dirk on a high note. Cuban wants a title. You know, this could be a fuck you to DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, like, hey, true. we got Carmelo because of you. I got one last trade machine to end the pod. I think here. this is the this here. is the cherry on top. I had one more as well. This is the so, cherry. Mine's the cherry on top, though. All right, give me mine. Cause, give me mine Go ahead, first. All quick. Right. The other one was uh, Carmelo to the Charlotte Hornets. Doesn't really make sense, but Jordan might want to make a splash. Mine revolves around the Hornets as well. Look at that. Uh, New York would get Marvin Williams, cap dump, and Spencer Hall, cap dump. But then they get Marcus uh, Kid Gilchrist and Frank Kaminsky for Carmelo, and that would drop both teams negative two wins. But it would be cool to see Carmelo in a Hornets uniform. Are you ready for my mic drop? Shoot it, dude. Jeremy Lin to the Bulls, Kurt Heinrich to the Hornets. <laughs> Bulls get two plus two wins. I would not like that. I like Captain Kirk, but yeah, it works. I mean, plus two for the Bulls. Both, both those gain, guys suck. Though. We gain about point seven million. Uh, we gain about seven hundred thousand dollars of cap, and we get two wins. Well, there you go, Phil. Hey, your fantasy <laughs> hey, can happen. Just get them to trade Kirk Heinrich. Hey, I don't mind trading Captain Kirk. I love He's Captain the- Kirk. 
He's I'll take him service. over Lynn any day. All right. I'll take those plus two wins. <laughs> tell us your prominent, or tell us uh, the one trade that you want to see happen in the NBA this season. Do you want to see Jeremy Lin in your favorite team's no, jersey? Nobody wants that. No. Only Phil. You, Only me, probably. Do you want to see Dwight Howard going somewhere? Do you want to see Demarcus going to your favorite team? Tell us in the comments what trade you want to see happen. Thank you for listening. Like and subscribe to the Most Valuable Podcast. Like us on YouTube. Like us on SoundCloud. Download us on iTunes. Thank you very much for listening. This is the Fast Break Podcast for Philip Bridges, for Ricky Widmer. I am Sean Anderson. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.